baby. Welcome, everyone, to the You're Still Out Golf Podcast, part of the Sports Pros Network, where we're always talking sports, so let's start the conversation. I'm your host, Keith Needham, and I'm joined in studio, as always, by my good friend in the golf sicko himself, Mr. Jonathan Till. JT, how are we doing this evening, bud? Mr. Needham, doing great. Literally have tees and a divot repair tool in my pocket Just right now. came off the course. Came off the golf course, which uh, was great, other than the fact that I am now o. For three in 2021 versus Mark Marion. I don't know how I'm going to beat this man, but it's my quest to at least take one off him before the end of the year. It's not a good start. But with all that golf, a little bit unprepared, got to be honest, for the pod. So we're, we're, I'm winging it. Um, I'll somehow segue that into like a great place to have wings is chalk. I, you know, that's, that's we'll how good I am, yeah. folks, yeah, right? We'll figure it out. Hey, you're, you're best whenever you're, you're off the cuff, ad-libbing, improving. that, that, that's just JT at his best. Yeah. You don't stand over the ball for too long. You, you visualize, you get up, you hit the shot and you know, there's no reason to, to slow play. We're going to, we're going to play fast tonight, guys. Yeah, and, and you know we will uh, talk about a lot of. There's actually some breaking news this afternoon about not major stuff, but a couple other things that we were kind of reviewing the news stories uh, that came out earlier today. So we'll kind of mix that in. And, and we do improv. have to be uh, we do have to be brief because we do have a special treat for we folks do. at the Absolutely. end of today's pod so a, a tease upon the tease so we got to get got to get going baby yep absolutely so now before we get going jt as always we've got to show some love to our favorite sports bar and of course that's chalk sports bar so everybody knows right chalk 1324 west memorial road follow ben chad and all the guys and gals from chalk on the web at chalkokc.com or follow them on twitter and instagram at Chalk OKC, but we talked about this last week in kind of the intro or the opener to the pod about this fun new uh, uh, kind of a, a giveaway that we've got going on with the Chalk guys about bringing in your scorecard, playing more golf, eating more Chalk. Everybody's a winner, right, JT? But tell the, tell the listeners out there again, if they didn't catch it last week, uh, what we're doing with Chalk and uh, kind of how that plays out. Well, we're going to remind you every week from now until March 31st, so if you happen to have missed it last week. You're in luck. We're going to tell you this week. We're going to tell you and tell you and tell you. Got two things going. One is if you simply play around to golf, take your scorecard to chalk. That scorecard is going to be good for 50% off your burger or sandwich as part of your meal. Kind of a 19th hole special, if you will. So again, take the scorecard. 50% off the sandwich or the burger. But not only that, the Masters, guys, can you, Keith, can you smell it's, it's just a whisper the azaleas? It's so close. I can it smell the azaleas. I can hear the wind going through the dogwoods, the pines. It's close, guys. Because of that, we want to do a little Masters giveaway. So if on that scorecard that you take into chalk, you write YSO or You're Still Out podcast, somehow... Show the server, I'm a YSO pod fan. You're going to get into a drawing for a table for four and $200 in chalk credit on Masters Sunday. What do you think about that, Keith? I'm, I am excited. I'm stoked. The weather has actually been good today, and it's going to be good tomorrow, I think, here in the Oklahoma City metro area. You got no excuse, people. Get out there and play no golf. Excuse. Go to chalk. Get out there. Get 18 holes. And heck, 
Play a little nine hole round. You 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 want to get back counts. into it? Still counts. Go out play nine holes. Stewart National right here, close downtown. Get nine holes in. Head up to Chalk for the after party. Take your scorecard. You're gonna get the fifty percent off the sandwich or burger, and write YSO on it as many times as you do that. No limit on entry, so you can play golf three times a week. Take the scorecard, write YSO on it. You're in the drawing three times. We're gonna give that away again after March thirty first. Last day to get it in. We're going to give you enough time if you are the lucky winner to make your plans accordingly because, you know, Master Sunday is right next to Easter Sunday and Christmas for most of the folks probably listening to this pod. So we want to give you time to plan. But get to chalk, play some golf, eat chalk. It's going to be, it's, 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 uh, it's one of the, my, I think, the best things we've put together for this pod. If this isn't the definition of win-win, I don't know what is, J-Till. Uh, there's, there's zero losing right now, uh, except for me to Mark Marion, which, again, I'm going to keep working, keep grinding. Wedge play is getting better. Mark, Mark's one of those crafty veterans, you know, so he, he can uh, uh, get in your pocket when you get him out on the course. There's it's, no it's, doubt about it. It's not it. been good, folks, but what <laughs> is good is getting to chalk for your 19th hole. Take your scorecard. We're going to take care of you guys. Absolutely. Always the favorite. That's Chalk Luxury Sports Bar. Well, JT, let's get into it, bud. So uh, news over the weekend, right? We had the Farmers Insurance Open, and your favorite golfer was at the uh, center of all the controversy yet again Patrick Reed, he ends up winning the tournament. We'll get into that here in a moment, but let's talk about some of the the, the rules issues that came about. Uh, plugged ball, kind of how how does that work for our listeners out there? What exactly went down, and why was this such a brouhaha over the weekend, bud? Well, if you're listening to this podcast, I would be shocked if you don't know what happened at the Farmers Insurance Open on Saturday, the third round. But just in case you missed it, or certainly if you're not exactly sure what happened, third round on Saturday, he was in the third to last group, playing well near the lead. He hits a ball into a fairway bunker. From there, he kind of yanks it left into some rough on the other side of the cart path, left side of the green. Terrible shot, puts himself in a bad spot. He, as he's walking up to the ball, asks the volunteer, not even Marshall, like the spotter, did it bounce? The volunteer spotter, who, again, I'm sure is like pissing her pants at this point that she actually has to do something. And you can tell why my my bias is headed here with the context (laughs) of all this conversation. (laughs) She says it didn't bounce. So he goes in, hey, she said it didn't bounce. Didn't bounce, guys. I'm gonna. Go, I'm just gonna go ahead and check it. He proceeds to. We're not even sure if he marks it. We think that he marks it. Gets down into this lie. Has his hand down in there. The count on this deal is like 13 seconds long. Palm in the ball the whole time. Then calls in the rules official after doing that. So doesn't call in a rules official beforehand to make sure everything's above board. Calls the rules official after, puts the ball like six feet away from where his actual lie was, brings the rules official in, says, hey, she said it didn't bounce. He knows that that's a problem because if it did bounce, there's no way that it embedded, which is what the ruling he was trying to get. If he has an embedded ball, meaning meaning it's literally down in the ground, not in rough, but like the ground, it's in the ground. Think, um, you, it plugs so yeah, hard. Softer, wetter conditions. Maybe breaks, there's rain the day yeah, before. It yeah, breaks yeah. the uh, surface of the ground. Of course, the rules official is like, okay, well, yeah, 
I guess if that's what you're saying it did, good by me. Gives himself a, a once one club length, uh, per the rules, drop, and proceeds to hit it on the green, get up and down, make a four, goes on about a day. So Twitter, amongst other places, and good on CBS because CBS could have easily kind of brushed by this. They go hard. Yeah, on I it. think Jim Nance was definitely kind of. They go hard on it that this uh, is questions. This doesn't yeah. pass the smell test, and uh, it became um, a forty-eight hour, what is now probably a seventy-two hour um, referendum on Patrick Reed as a cheater, and I'm okay with saying the cheat word, cheat the cheat <laughs> word, c word, because he has a, a long history of doing these types of things. So. Again, Cliff's Notes version of that. He says the ball was embedded. Gets a ruling after already making the ruling himself that it was embedded. Gets the drop. Hits it on the green. Makes this par-saving putt. So the problem with this is, you know, I don't even know where to start. In fact, I was almost hesitant to even go into too much detail because so much has already been said about it. You know, we always or for the most part, do our pod a couple of days after uh, tournaments end, and you know what's ever been said has been said. The thing is, by the letter of the law, I have no issue that he technically did not cheat. Okay, that that that's I think documented that he followed the process. The problem is the PGA Tour didn't follow the process by really looking hard into, well, did the ball bounce? And then, well, if the ball did bounce, it couldn't have been embedded. By definition, but literally by definition, could not have been embedded if it did bounce and would have said, sorry, Patrick, that's what they should have said. Sorry, I, at, at a minimum, they should, the rules official should have said. It's not as if there wasn't cameras I don't know what everywhere happened. that show replays of it, right? We know what happened. Yeah. Yeah. So that is the situation where it is it fully in the gray area. And Patrick Reed has a primary home in the gray area. He has a vacation home that lives in the gray area. He has a air. Every time he air bees and bees, he makes sure it's in the gray area. <laughs> and that's the problem is that he continually skirts the rules is looking for an excuse to skirt those rules. And at this point, I was actually talking with Mark Marion, uh, you know, three shout outs in the first 10 minutes of the pod. Good for Mark about, I think it might be like performance. I think he's so much of a, like a sociopath <laughs> that it, he's like leaning into it. It's like, let me see how much I can get away with. Cause I've, I've got nothing so far put on me, maybe a two stroke penalty in the Bahamas, which, uh, you know, everybody told me I handled like a perfect gentleman. So I think at this point, it's like I'm almost rooting for the guy to to keep cheating to the point where he finally gets caught red-handed and he can't wiggle his way out of it. It's it's it, honestly it's like it's impressive. He, he could teach a class on how to skirt the rules. I agree, and that's that's kind of what leads into this issue, maybe what made it a bigger issue. You know, looking at this specific instance in a vacuum, it's like all right, well, maybe you know it's somewhat understandable, right? Or maybe he did follow the letter of the rules, uh, as, as you mentioned. But it's the history, right, that kind of comes into it, knowing that he's got uh, a background. Uh, I would say in these types of 
gray areas, I think, is a very uh, um, a PC way of describing some of these situations that uh, that Patrick yeah, he has a lot of rewards in. points to hotels mm-hmm. that are also in the gray area. But what's interesting from a social media standpoint, and then just from a, a I guess a mainstream media standpoint as well, is that you know the PGA caught some blowback on this as well about kind of maybe defending their golfers and, and kind of protect you know obviously some of the things about you know punishments and fines aren't disclosed and uh, uh, you know they they kind of caught some flack about mm, maybe they they rush to protect their golfers. They've got a vested interest in ensuring that the integrity of the game is unquestioned. All of our guys and gals out here are following the rules uh, and doing everything they're supposed to do when it certainly seemed that that was not the case. Uh, Well, again, like I'm so much of a conspiracy theorist and like paranoid that, heck, maybe they're like encouraging him to do it so people actually pay attention to golf. I mean, if that's what it's going to take to get people to like, oh, golf, this, what's going on? It's this just guy like, over here doing some crazy yeah, stuff. Just Man, like wrestling. In. Just like wrestling. you got to have a heel, right? So yeah, they, you I just mean, don't want to be that guy in the middle. You don't be. You don't want the fans to be apathetic, right? So they either love you or hate you. you hate me is just you. as good enough so, to get you to tune in. You know, right? yeah. I'm, I, uh, I actually wrote down in my notes, I may be coming all the way around on Patrick Reed <laughs> that, bro, let's ride the lightning. I mean, let's fly as close to the sun as we possibly can if we're entertainment product plus, let's go full WWE, WWF. Excuse me if I'm uh, any. No, it's WWE now. Yeah, WWE, it's excuse yeah, me. Yeah. Uh, the nomenclature stuff uh, for me these days. But that, that, I don't know what else to say about it. Uh, I actually, I see we're 13 minutes in. And uh, if this gives you. We've, we've, we've been whipping in, that dead sound, horse. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, dry January is over. Uh, and if Patrick Reed's it not going to drive you to it, nobody will. Yep. So, you know, who knows? Uh, he, he's. And I know we haven't even gotten into his golf, right? I know. I, hopefully, I guess we're going to talk about that at some point. He, he he did play well. He is right? an absolute dog, man. He gets out there and he grinds up and down from everywhere. Just in a, I mean, a, he gets the most possible out of his game, which for any other player we would love. But this issue of he's always bending, squeezing every last thing he can get out of the rules. I can only at this point say it's a mental issue that he has that he he's looking for trouble and he's trying to just he wants to get caught but not really get caught and we're not, even, that's not even bringing up his wife and the Twitter deal that's going on where he is like burnt has a burner Twitter account that he accidentally tweeted out something on his official account yeah but he didn't I saw know that it. about Rory did the oh same my thing gosh. Yeah, I yeah, mean yeah. this guy entertainment and again if that's what it's all about if we're trying to get people to pay attention to PGA Tour golf, then by God, I'm a Patrick Reed fan. <laughs> yeah, he is uh, He's a very, uh, uh, I guess, newsworthy guy from a PGA standpoint because news always seems to follow him one way or the other, uh, whether he plays well, whether he plays bad, uh, things he says, things I he mean, does. I mean, the old uh, saying, there's no, you know, there's no such thing as bad publicity. Even bad publicity is good publicity. Yep. Well, P. Reed is certainly, uh, his publicist must be pumping him full of that at every <laughs> you know Zoom call they're having right now. Like, well, keep it up, Pat! Well, well, let's talk about the golf that actually took place, right? Outside of the rules and outside of the, the Twitter spats and all that stuff. So, you know, he did win by five strokes, right? 14 under, an impressive performance. He comes out of the gates really, really hot on day one shoots a 64 you and i had a couple of decent picks in there obviously maddie wolf gets injured he has to withdraw so you're you're, you're winning pick hey don't I, I get me started a little you. bit later in the yeah. pod you're gonna hear uh, an issue that i have with that <laughs> um a little, little little teaser for the end of the pod that we have a, a new segment if you will but yeah maddie wolf my pick flames out doesn't uh, it look like he wouldn't even finish the first round but he withdraws after round one yep 
Yeah, but Ryan Palmer was a good pick, right? Tied for second. My guy, uh, Xander Shoffley, he finishes in a tie for second. There was actually a, a slew of guys that finished at nine under, five strokes back of Patrick Eaton's all said and none. Victor, Victor Hovland, right? So Oklahoma State's own, and, and I know you're a big fan oh, yeah. uh, of Vic. We've uh, chronicled that on the pod uh, in the in the last few weeks and the last few months. But, uh, you know, Will Zalatoris in there at eight under, Lanto Griffin, uh, John Rom. Was, was he so. on your big board last week? I can't uh, he was not. No, I, I didn't, didn't have ago. him. So, okay. yeah. 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 Uh, Willie Z continues to impress. There's no doubt about it. Uh, our man Peppy Pete Malnati, Mr. Deep Dish, yeah, another great week with a top, top 10. ten. You know the the week maybe we maybe he's offended that we didn't pick him right because uh, last week when we we laid off of him or last week when we went hard on him he flamed out. This week when we laid off of him he goes hard. So we're gonna find the right mix for Peppy Pete. We we love that guy. The bucket hat. Pizza mercurial guy, smile. you know. You just never he know is, what you're going to get. So. And uh, what, Kokrak? Was that somebody yeah, else? I had, I, I had Kokrak there. Tied for 29th at four under. So he he, he hung around, right? So uh, I had, had a good uh, Saturday. But, and Molinari, uh, right? We shouted oh, him out Friday. last week. Nice top 10. Back-to-back yep. now top 10s. Impressed with him. But some of these same storylines keep cropping up, right? Uh, Finau. Yep. Um, yeah, it's like, yeah, top five. Right when's there. he going to get it done? Can't finish. Xander is Xander kind of sneakily not being able to get it done. He hasn't won in a long time. He's always right there in the top five. Um, can we talk? Can we get a Rory McIlroy report if you if you don't mind? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, I I I was wrong. He was not a top ten lock. He finished t sixteen, played just well enough to kind of get people excited. Sixty eight on the first day and then fades away. Seventy three on just, Sunday. Uh, mm-hmm. Like a script has been told many a time. T sixteen, so yeah, I, it was a it was a great tournament. Watched a ton of it, and Tory Pines is at least good views if the golf course isn't great. But honestly, probably the more fun tournament of the weekend was over across the ponds and Red Seas. I don't even know how lots far of ponds, lot, yeah. Lot, yeah, way yeah way, the way Dubai way. Desert Classic, right? So talking about the Euro Tour, uh, my man Paul K. I picked him a lot on this Paul pod. Casey in the is your man. He breaks through seventeen under JTL. So all it, it took was he, him, you know, you leaving him alone for him <laughs> to finally shine. Yeah, you know, he he was not not involved in the picks this weekend. So actually, he goes out and wins a tournament. Uh, impressive performance though, right? He shoots seventeen under, wins by four strokes. Uh, South African Brandon Stone, the runner up in that one at thirteen under. Uh, but Paul Casey, man, so I, I think his his game's coming into form. Look out for him. Maybe you know, coming up, uh, you know, TPC, maybe a Masters or something. Hey, mm, it might might be on my tasty, pick list. Tasty, tasty, tasty morsel. Fun tournament. It's another one of those you get up at the uh, godly hours to watch if you happen to like have a have an infant that's keeping you up, or if you're like me, just my normal life. Just weird. Yeah. <laughs> um, sad to see our man T. Rel Hatton fall down a little bit after the big win a week ago. T. Twenty two, I believe, this week. So not bad. Yeah, not a bad backup. Mm-hmm. You know, Tommy Lad, our man Tommy Fleetwood, just not great. He back to back weeks, he's put himself in contention and faded hard. Something to keep an eye on. But uh, Sergio Garcia played Sergio continues to extend his career. Uh, somebody you kind of thought might fade into the distance, but uh, you got it. You got to love these these Middle Eastern tournaments. Got another one this week over in Saudi Arabia with actually an amazing field. Like what kind of where are they getting all this money, dude? Because they are throwing money at folks to come play. I heard I heard this one called the Bone Saw Invitational this week. Uh, oh, <laughs> oh, a little rough, tough scene, <laughs> a little rough there. Um, uh, well, I mean, obviously, oil's climbing back up, right? So we're back at fifty five dollars a barrel, J two. So, so well, maybe that, that's probably part uh, of hey, it. So. If, if that that could help a lot of causes, if one of those is also getting good golfers to come play, and and, and when they might take a week off otherwise, 
Yeah, even more of a reason to get oil back up. Yeah, in, in the field for the tournament coming up this weekend, which we'll talk about uh, a little bit later on, it's going to be an exciting field uh, here in the States, uh, out in Phoenix, so, or yeah, Scottsdale, I, mean, I guess. Yeah, I Stackfield to Scottsdale, Stackfield to Saudi, and like, like DJ's playing, Bryson's playing, Finau's playing. We got a ton of guys that are playing in that Saudi Arabia Invitational, which is great. Another reason for me to get up at 2 a.m., I got to get my time zones locked in. That's really confusing when it's that early or late, depending on... I've never figured out the whole international dateline thing, man, so I don't know. I think we're it's Flat Earth, Hollow Earth-esque or something. I don't anyway, really know how it works. If, if anybody wants to get a Zoom going for like 2.30 in the morning to watch some Saudi Arabia golf, you know who to call. You will be up and you'll be ready. So, well, well, Jake, let's dive into the, our segment here. We like to call the YSO grab bag, right? So just some of the, the, the news stories over the week, the tidbits that we just want to throw a little bit of love to. Uh, and again, had a couple kind of breaking announcement that's, uh, that popped up uh, here uh, earlier this afternoon before we got ready to do the pod. But, you know, one of the things I wanted to get your thoughts on is that uh, earlier in the week, the USGA announced that U.S. Open qualifiers will resume this year for the 2021 U.S. Open. So excited about that. I think uh, the, I was, it go to regionals and then area or sectional qualifiers or something? April, May is when the uh, the qualifiers will be. So. Did I did I mention at the beginning of the pod that I did zero preparation for this? And so <laughs> whatever I say, folks, fact check me. I'm sure you do anyway. I believe it is locals first and then it's sectionals. sectionals yeah, I think that's right. To actually then qualify for the U.S. Open. There are certain things that make you exempt from locals. I don't know what those are. You can get straight into sectionals, and then there are, let's say, there's probably like 25 maybe sectional sites that may be high uh, where you then can qualify for the U.S. Open. You know, last year there were no qualifiers, which then became really not a U.S. Open. It was then a U.S. Invitational, which took a lot of heat. Understandable that they had to do that, though, for the COVID reasons. So cool to see it actually being an Open once again. So uh, you got to help me. Are those happening in the spring? Yep, April and May. Yep, okay. absolutely. So we'll have locals in April, um, in, I think mid-April, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, and then the uh, sectionals in well, mid-May after that. Six months ago, I would have said something like, you know what, we need to figure out what the closest one is and go check it out. We've got so much stuff coming up in April and April's May, April's going to be busy. It is, April is going to be, I don't even, I told Sarah, which is my wife, you may not see me in April. It's going to be an awesome, awesome run of golf watching golf playing golf attending golf covering so uh, a little taste of things to come for april now going all the way a lot further than that that's something that i saw is davis love the third coming up president's cup captain in yeah, 2022 absolutely. i think that was in our grab bag what are your thoughts on that given that you know he's already captained a couple of Ryder cup teams President's Cup's not till 2022. It's in Charlotte. I don't know. I I, I was kind of like, blah. Yeah, I, I agree, right? So we obviously we know that Steve Stricker is going to be captaining the Ryder Cup later this uh, fall, right, in September. Yeah. That's coming up. Home game. Uh, home game for him, though, Wisconsin. So uh, up at uh, Whistling Straits, I believe. But, uh, uh, yeah, I, I'm kind of with you. I mean, obviously a recognizable name. You know, we, we think about DL3, and, and he had he won a couple majors. I, I, I mean, U.S. Open and PGA, uh, I think, 97 right? Wingfoot. Um, PGA Championship was his only major. Only major. Okay, I knew he had at least one. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm kind of with you. Nothing that uh, not not a bad pick per se, but also nothing that gets me super excited either. So, eh, hey, hope he does a good job. We're going to be rooting for him. Uh, how how did he yeah. fare in the Ryder Cups? Uh, he won one, lost one. Okay, all right. So fifty fifty in that regard. So maybe that that's I should a- say blue one, one one. 
Okay, fair enough. So, uh, but uh, next on the list, I've got here, and I thought that this was interesting. These so, are our two late breaking yeah. stories. In fact, so definite fact check. This was like a like a thirty second article <laughs> read right. before we started the pod. So. Uh, Fire us up on what everybody's been talking about for years, that the ball goes too far, blah, 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 blah. Lead us in to the USGA and RNA. Yeah, so story broke earlier this afternoon that the USGA and the RNA are proposing an equipment standards change uh, that kind of has different rules for elite players. I'm assuming they would anybody that qualifies for the PGA Tour would uh, would qualify as elite status. But I, I've kind of dubbed this the Bryson rule, right? So hey, you hit it too far, right? The the shafts of the drivers are getting long, and most of this is geared towards distance, and most of it seems to be geared towards driver length, driver specifications, and the fact that uh, some of these guys can hit it 350, 360 yards now on on average, let alone uh, getting a, a wind aided good drive downhill, right? So uh, definitely. Uh, I wouldn't say it's a controversial thing, but you know, definitely well, I would newsworthy. Say, I, would, I, I would say it's okay. Fire up, get it, get after it. And it's because there is a polar opposites opinion on this in terms of what people kind of think people want to see out of golf. Right. So you, on one end, you have folks who say hitting it far is entertaining people love that and then on the other end of the spectrum you have golf is being totally ruined by how far people are hitting the ball so that's where all this has been coming and coming and coming and coming a lot of folks have said well the cat's way too far out of the bag to reel it back in this is showing us that that may not be the case and i think the key thing that you mentioned there buddy is two different sets of rules i guess yeah, bifurcation a, a is a word we like now. to call bifurcation. Definitely a hot buzzword in the game of golf over the last several years, which, yes, ultimately means for us average Joes, nothing changes. For elite level play and elite level competition, that's where you get these uh, potential changes in drivers, changes in equipment, and not to be um, <clears throat> overlooked, the one ball rule, meaning a, a ball that only does so many things from a technology standpoint. Big thing to keep in mind there as we look at that. But uh, we'll obviously be following this. I've been proud of us actually not for diving too deep into this topic, although if you listen closely enough, you can probably tell where where I stand on Mm -hmm. it because the biggest downside of the distance is the courses that can't be played because guys hit it too far will overpower it. Now, some might say, who cares? Like, let the score, winning score be 30 under. Which may be fine. Like maybe, you know, pars are relevant, play it, shoot low, who cares? There's some debate around that, but um, we're gonna keep an eye on this because it seems like things are ramping up and now they are actually saying it's it's uh I guess it's either gonna happen or we're proposing this and we're having kind of a waiting period to to actually implement it. So yep. more to come. Yeah, definitely sounds like uh, this will not be the last we hear about it, and we'll uh, we'll keep an eye on that story as it develops in the uh, the days, weeks, and months to come. So, but one last uh, story here that popped up this afternoon from the YSO Grab Bag JT. I wanted to get your thoughts on it. Again, your former namesake, right, JT Justin Thomas. Uh, a story comes out that he's going to assist or help with a Titleist Diversity Training Program, which obviously we talked about this as to what happened out in Hawaii a few weeks ago. Again, some, he didn't realize he was on a hot mic. 
Mike said some things that he should not have said. Uh, again, a homophobic slur, essentially, uh, that was caught on camera and caught on audio. Um, he has apologized profusely since that date, and this seems to be a part of his, uh, you know, penance, I guess, for lack of a better term. I, I don't know what the right way to describe this, J2. Again, the story just broke, but obviously he's going to be involved. And, and again, I think he's wanting to make right uh, a wrong that uh, that happened a few weeks ago. So, you know, hopefully this is a positive story. And again, I don't know what Titleist Diversity Training Program consists of, but obviously he's going to be a part of it. Uh, and, and I think he's trying to make all the right moves and trying to do all the things that he needs to do to get back in the good graces of not only his sponsors, but just the public in general, right? Yeah, I was happy to see that, I guess. Um, I think just taking the right steps is all he really needs to do. And, you know, he's came out, kind of issued another apology, as you said. And uh, I think the folks who would say an apology isn't good enough and have been saying that since he uh, he let the word out back in, uh, in January – would say that you know you need to make the actions kind of model the apology, and so this with one of his sponsors, as you said, doing something that kind of is, exists already is something that he can engage in. Um, doesn't feel like he's trying to reinvent the wheel or do something out of turn, if you will. I think is a positive step, and you know I, I think that. Just from him, like not wanting it to just go away and not address it, is an, it's certainly enough for me. Which again, I know two weeks ago, through whenever we addressed it, I kept saying like, "Who who am I to be a morality guy, morality police?" So, just seeing him continue to uh, to do things, whatever those things may be, is uh, is encouraging. Um, I mean, and really, even to the point where like you know, you can even drop the former namesake. Like I'm, a, I'm still a JT guy, JT good, fan. Good, and you know, I knew you'd come back around. You know, so I'm, and, I'm, and I'm happy certainly to hear that. if I'm about to get on the Patrick Reed bandwagon. I mean, what you know, Justin Thomas, you know, he, he's a he's a, he's the choir boy compared to that. So yeah. uh, I'm, I'm 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 still there. Never left. Good. Just like with Tiger, never left the bandwagon in all the lows and even the lower lows. So. Well, my my tongue, JT. yeah, tongue was planted firmly in cheek whenever I said former. But uh, good, good to see that he's out there trying to make a difference and uh, again trying to do Maybe the right thing. Maybe now things, it's so. you know he he's trying to be uh, use me as an example. Yeah, so absolutely. You you I'm are. His namesake. I, I would I would have no qualms with that whatsoever. So you you uh, um, you would be a good aspirational sense for for any, Justin. I Thomas. haven't said any f words of any variety <laughs> in quite some time, and it's I am been a very. Very proud of that. Thank you. Well, good. Well, well, let's get on to the fairway files here, JT. So, obviously, we talked about it last week. Uh, we, we were fortunate enough to speak with our man out in Woodward, Oklahoma, uh, Jeff Wagner, oh, Boiling man. Springs. What a treat. Uh, he was kind enough to have you and some of our friends uh, come up to Woodward uh, this past weekend and actually tee it up uh, out there at Boiling Springs. But you got to give us the rundown, bud. So, this was your second loop out there, right? This was my second loop. Uh, for those of you who have yet to listen to our interview pod with Jeff Wagner, J-Wag, right? I mean, is, what do you think? Is that a... I think I, like yeah, that fits. J-Wag? Yeah. Let's, yeah. Let's, let's, yeah. let's start there. I'm into we'll the abbreviated nicknames, yeah. But our man J-Wag came on the pod, just totally knocked it out of the park. I know at least twice during the interview you uh, alluded to, not alluded to, you recognized how passionate he is about his craft and about his product at Boiling Springs, and it was just a treat to hear him go into a very deep dive on Boiling Springs. And on Sunday, myself 
and five other guys, uh, four other golfers, and one photog, who I will mention here shortly, made the pilgrimage. Uh, for those of you who uh, have a short memory and don't remember what the weather was like on Sunday, I believe when we hit the first tee balls at 10 a.m., it was a wind chill of 25 degrees in Woodward, cool. Oklahoma. Did not dampen our spirits one bit. The sun was out. The banter was hot, and we had a great time walking that 18 holes. Yeah, we'd kind of double down or maybe triple down, whatever you want to call it, on my uh, admiration for the place. Number four, again, uh, a little short par three, just just a treat to play. Um, Man, had just a great time really touring folks around there. We had our man Justin Hoppick. Make uh, really, I guess everybody except Scooter was making their uh, virgin voyage around the place. But J Hop went with us. Our man Olive Loaf off the refuge making the drive. Matty Stevens, we all know and love. He actually uh, refers to himself as FF. Um, we'll just leave that up to imagination. <laughs> uh, and then Scooter uh, rounded out the golfing contingent. And then Jared Wagner of Red Dirt Golf Collective fame was a little bit worse for the wear that morning. Had a tough Saturday night, as I understand. Also nursing a little bit of a long-term shoulder injury. So he went along with us really just to kind of walk the course. Took some beautiful photos, which are out there on his, um, I should say, uh, Red Dirt's Instagram and Twitter. But, man, Boiling Springs, I can't oversell it in fact i actually tried to oversell it to hoppick like this place is so amazing and he was questioning like dude you're talking this place up too much i'm gonna be disappointed he couldn't come up with anything in oklahoma that he has played that even not necessarily matched it but was a more unique experience than boiling springs so we had a great time and um I'm already ready to go back. The Boiling Springs quarterly is probably going to become a thing. Well, good. That's great. I I look forward to being a part. I could not uh, uh, participate this Sunday due to some other uh, conflicts and commitments in that regard, but I look forward to uh, going out there with you guys on the next one and making the trip out to Woodward. But you know, you mentioned our guys, uh, Jared and Spencer uh, of the Red Dirt Golf Collective. You know, we've got to show them some love, and you know, they they have a great tweet out there right now, uh, kind of talking with a feature story, a podcast episode, and all the deserved accolades. We're officially claiming this as Boiling Springs Week, and and I. Agree with it i think that's awesome but uh the red dirt guys are actually doing kind of a, a fun giveaway right so you want to throw throw some love out their way first of all if you're not already following red dirt golf collective on both twitter and instagram on twitter it's at rdgc underscore okay so that's their twitter great place to see all their stuff they are doing a giveaway in conjunction with boiling springs where if you retweet their tweet that alludes to the contest, you'll be entered into a round of golf for four at Boiling Springs, hotel accommodations, probably the Ritz there in Woodward, as I understand it, mm-hmm. and then some swag on top of that so you can make the trip in style. So can't encourage you enough. Go out and check those guys out on Twitter again, at RDGC underscore OK. Find them, follow them. It'll be easy to find this. Retweet it, and you're entered into that. And again, 
I think you should go and pay double what they're charging, frankly. It's a hell of a deal. That's how good it is. It's a hell of a deal. You should go up there and probably just join as a national member right off right off the bat for a, uh, a very I can tell you I've seen the prospectus a very very reasonable fee to be a national member. But at a minimum, get out, retweet this, maybe you win a free trip. If not, you can jump in on the next what I think I'm just going to call the Boiling Springs quarterly trip. Love it. Uh, we'd love to have you guys, but yeah, it was a great time. Didn't disappoint. Sometimes in the winter, you know, Keith, you kind of, how our course is going to play. The first time was in October, which is just perfect conditions, right? It's, it's firm, it's fast, it's good weather, everything's still just a touch of green out there. So you wonder about in the wintertime, is it going to be as good? Absolutely just as good in the winter, even more firm and fast, played great. Um, man, just, I, I, I'm already ready to go back. Well, great. Well, you, we you would think that Jeff is paying us to like say these things. <laughs> this is free ads. We people. only endorse the things that we love, I mean, right? So I'm that's telling absolutely you, there, true. There is, <laughs> I can't reiterate enough. Like this is this is true love, right? This is not this is not pay for play. Yep. And, and speaking of, of Jeff in Boiling Springs, you can check out their new revamped uh, website at boilingspringsgolfclub.com. Uh, again, you can book a tee time on there as well. So that's what's most important. Get out there. Uh, tell them the YSO guys or the Red Dirt Golf Collective guys sent you uh, and uh, and go out to Woodward and check it out. So fantastic course out there. Uh, that's for sure. So, well, well, Jay Till, you know, we've been over the last, uh, what, three weeks, four weeks, yep. kind of doing a a deep dive or a look at each of the uh, uh, the two state schools golf programs, right? So we did OU men, OU women. We've done Oklahoma State women. And the last uh, group, if you will, to check off that list is obviously the Oklahoma State men. So I, I, we wanted to kind of go into their golf schedule, right? They've posted it. It's out there now. Uh, they actually played, uh, what, last week, I believe, at the down in Florida, right? Yeah. At the uh, Timuquana Collegiate. Uh, finished fourth in that tournament. So maybe not as high uh, as what uh, Coach Bratton and the guys would have liked to have finished in that tournament. But obviously, it's a warm-up, right? They're kind of just getting into the swing of thing. And now that their schedule is out J Till. It's a full slate, man. So they're they're going to be active between uh, starting on Valentine's Day weekend, kind of all the way up to the men's Big Twelve Championship uh, up in Prairie Dunes at the end of April. But your thoughts on their schedule? What are you looking forward to most with the uh, uh, OSU men's golf program this spring, bud? Well, I think the thing I'm looking forward to most is definitely the Big Twelve tournament because that's really where the stakes are going to be ramped up. Obviously, the Sooners are going to be in that field with them. It's going to be at Prairie Dunes. And so that's definitely the thing I'm looking forward to most as it relates to um, the OSU golf schedule. I think that, you know, you mentioned, and I think we I think we talked about it last week on the recap pod, that, yes, they were in action down in North Florida, Timaquana Country Club. Kind of Jacksonville Jacksonville. Area, right? Uh, a, a very old school Donald Ross course, very cool. Yeah, they uh, they had a, they had a tough first day, bounced back well, and shot under par as a team on the second day to finish fourth overall. Um, and again, just just getting their beaks wet when it comes to the spring schedule. Uh, in fact, it snuck up on us. We didn't realize it maybe until a couple hours before the pod. They're even going to be out there playing. They are absolutely primed for another great year. Maybe not quite as stacked as they have been in the years of, you know, Wolf, Hovland, Eckroat, all yeah, When you lose all those guys team, and they go pro, it's hard to replace. But still, on the squad right now, Eckroat's a junior, kind of leading the charge as the elder statesman of the group, honestly, has that national championship in his back pocket back from 2018. Uh, Amon Gupta 
anybody who watched the U.S. Amateur knows that he got to the semifinals. It's kind of an unheralded um, choice. Uh, really played well. He's back as a sophomore. Uh, really the guy that played the best down in Jacksonville, uh, our man Ingenio Chikara. Ooh. I think that's right. Chikara. Man, that's normally yeah. your that's normally your spot is the pronunciations. Mm-hmm. I really went for it there. And then, uh, you know, somebody else I think to keep an eye on would definitely be Rasmus Neergaard Peterson. Uh, he's just a sophomore, but played really well in his freshman year, played uh, well getting started for the season, and I think played well in a couple of um, kind of off-season events, if you will. And we know your love for Scandinavian and Oklahoma State I golfers. Mean, the, dude, right? there's a pipeline, so, yeah, right? Absolutely. There's a pipeline between, you know, Hovland, um, our man Christopher Ventura, I believe, is uh, is of some sort of Scandinavian descent. But, yeah, we're looking good for OSU. It's definitely going to be a deal where going into the season, it's going to be rare that um, OU is probably the more well-thought-of squad. Didn't think I'd ever say that. But OSU doesn't recruit anybody but the best, so it would not surprise me a bit if they make a run. Uh, you know, actually thinking about Scandinavian golfers, how can you forget Alex Norin, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so they've had they've had quite a pipeline to the uh, the great Scandinavian North. But yeah, want to run on their schedule real fast if that's okay. Let's kind do of, it. So we uh, give equal time. I'm excited. To, like to I said, they're busy. Programs. It's going to be a busy spring. They are very busy. So as we mentioned, just finished up the Timaquana Collegiate down in Jacks. Gonna roll to the All-American Intercollegiate down at the Golf Club of Houston, Valentine's Day, I guess not really weekend, Sunday through Tuesday the 16th. Then we get them squaring off against the Sooners at the Cabo Collegiate in San Antonio, normally down in Cabo, again, reiterate from a past pod, uh, (laughs) COVID, go away. Then again, against matching up against the Sooners at the George Hannon Invitational, Definitely going to be a who's who down there between UT, OSU, and OU all in the field. Uh, as we talked about last week, the George Hannon Invitational, named after former University of Texas golf courts, Coach George Hannon, excuse me. Then we're going to kind of get into the meat of the spring schedule. Spring break out at the uh, what they call the NIT out in Tucson, uh, the Wildcats hosting it there. Then we go to a couple tournaments they're going to play in by themselves, meaning not not many other Big 12 schools in the field, but the Haskins Award Invitational in Augusta, Georgia, of all places. Not not at that Augusta, though. Unfortunately, (laughs) at Forest Hills. I can't imagine they might not get a couple extra tickets since that is the week before the Masters, so maybe they get to stick around and take in some of the grounds at Augusta, April 3rd and 4th, again, the Haskins Award Invitational. And then finishing up the spring out in the desert once again, Papago Golf Club for the Arizona State Thunderbird Collegiate, uh, 16th and 17th of April. Before uh, what I would call the highlight of the spring, the Big 12 Championship at Prairie Dunes, talked about that earlier. And then this is the first I'm seeing of this, but the regional for Oklahoma State, if they make it, which they always do, is actually being held at yeah, Karsten Creek awesome. yep. Monday, May 17th to the 19th. So, again, keep an eye on that. We're going to be very college golf heavy this spring. We're going to keep you updated. But that's definitely something to sneak up to if they allow fans. Get up there, check out Karsten Creek, walk around it, and see these elite-level golfers. 
Uh, and then, obviously, NCAA championship, I have no doubt that they will make a run at making that field as well. So, absolutely stacked spring college golf schedule. I'm, I'm probably as excited about the college golf as I am about the pro golf. Same. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, the amateur game is always fun to follow. Now, you, so you mentioned you that we're going to be heavy on college golf this spring, JT. We, we're, I think we're going to be pretty heavy on college golf next week in particular for the podcast, right? So a little bit of a teaser here, uh, but we've got some things set up next week uh, that we're pretty excited about. We don't want to jinx it, right? Because schedules always change. It, but but yeah. look forward to the next, let's say, week to 10 days for some uh, high-level college golf content as it relates to the YSO pod. Uh, fingers crossed everything goes smoothly. And uh, we're looking back after a couple weeks on some great guests onto the pod. Looking forward to that. Well, well, let's get into uh, what's going on this weekend, JT. Obviously, I'm talking about the Waste Management Open in Phoenix at the TPC Scottsdale. I've actually played this course before, oh, crazily ding, ding, enough. Ding, so, ding, ding, ding. yeah, it was a bachelor party. It's been a long time ago. It would have been spring break as well. I was in law school, so it would have had to have been 2010 or 2011. So, it has been a minute, uh, but I have been on this course. I actually have the, uh, I think, a tag, a, a golf tag on my bag. Got the uh, bag tag yeah, berry. Yeah. So, I can, I can verify uh, to, to my bona fides there that I've actually played this course, but defending champ Webb Simpson, right? The waste management open always known for being one of the more raucous, rowdy, uh, crowds, kind of a party atmosphere. You think about, is it the 16th or 17th? that kind of has that stadium 16th built around. Hole, completely, yeah. typically completely Just an surrounded insane environment yeah. by uh, a stadium of sorts. Uh, normally is absolutely insane. Uh, obviously will be somewhat subdued this year, even though they are allowing... Uh, there will be fans there, fans. yeah. But it is certainly known as the party tournament, always over Super Bowl weekend. Uh, again, this year will be over Super Bowl weekend. Honestly, a stacked field. Probably the be I mean, best field and, I think they've ever had. Yep, uh, I agree. I watch this tournament every year. I can't remember this many top-level players committing to TPC Scottsdale because that's a golf course... I mean, you, desert golf, you know, it, it, it's okay. Probably it's kind of sandwiched in between uh, Torrey Pines and Pebble Beach, and so sometimes it's kind of a week-off scenario so they don't play four straight weeks. Got Riviera coming up after that. So, But this year, not the case. People are going hard, great field, and uh, defending champ Webb Simpson uh, edged out Tony Finau last year, if I remember Can Finau right. close, but no cigar? Yeah. Uh, it's got close, but no cigar. That's a big shocker. Webb Simpson, defending champ. So you can see that people can compete on this golf course, not necessarily having to be a bomber's paradise, although they're looking at distance for a reason, folks. So probably sign up with the bombers at all chances. Yeah, I'm excited about this one, man. Very, very excited to uh, kind of take in some football uh, watch the waste management. Be up early for the Saudi Bonesaw Inventational. Where are we going next? What are we going to talk about? Are we going to picks on waste management? Well, we, we, we can get into picks, but you know, speaking of picks, we do have kind of a, a special segment. We alluded to it earlier uh, in the intro of the pod that we kind of want to bring in uh, some friends of the pods to talk a little bit about daily fantasy sports. Uh, and uh, how that applies to the uh, uh, the golf world per se, uh, DraftKings and, and, and all that sort of stuff. So you want to tee up our our guys uh, Scooter Gers and uh, and Chad Ford from the BBSBC Pod, and obviously of chalk fame uh, amongst uh, many other uh, successful endeavors in that regard. But uh, talk talk to us a little bit about what yeah, those guys are we, up to. Yeah, we teased it 
last week saying that we were going to have something new for the listeners. And right on cue, this week will be the first week that the You're Still Out Dirty Birdies podcast will be airing. In fact, Keith, as you just alluded to, we are going to actually roll into the first episode of the Dirty Birdies podcast. It will be short, quick-hitting, and focused on daily fantasy sports as it relates to golf. And there's actually a way that you, the listener, can get directly involved. Absolutely. And the way you do that, we are going to post on the Sports Pros website, on our Twitter feed, as well as our Instagram feed, the link for you to go on to DraftKings and actually join the contest that we've actually been beta testing for several weeks uh, where you get to pick six golfers. You maintain a salary cap, and for that week, you got your squad of six to root for and makes it a little bit more interesting of having golfers that you're actually wanting to see do well for a reason besides they're not Patrick Reed. (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, having a, a couple shekels on it and having a rooting interest from a fantasy perspective uh, always makes it a little more fun to kind of watch the golf uh, over the weekend for sure. So I'm uh, looking forward to that. I, I think this initial tournament has 20 slots open. And again, we hope to expand that, but we're going to need your help, right? Our listeners out there to kind of jump on board uh, and play some daily fantasy golf with us uh, and also with, with Scooter and Chad and, and a lot of the guys from the Sports Pros Network. Yeah, and uh, you know, in those episodes, uh, at least for uh, quite some time, Scooter and 2G will kind of explain the setup. Uh, they'll make sure folks are comfortable with how to find it, how it works, uh, but it's very simple to find. And so we are actually going to very quickly make our normal picks for the week before we kind of pitch it over to Scott and Chad uh, to go through um, this week's Dirty Birdies. So again, normally it'll be just a standalone pod. In fact, you'll even this week be able to find it as a standalone podcast. Again, you're still out Dirty Birdies. It'll be a standalone but for this particular week, we thought it's important since we're launching this. We have some listeners. We'll roll right into it. Tried to keep uh, our content short this week so that we could kind of keep to that hour, hour, and 10. But before we do that, we would definitely want to do our normal picks for the week. So let's fast and furious go through our typical stuff. Keith, I'm going to cue you up here. Dark horses, you've been doing quite well on the dark horses. I, I must give you credit. So I'm going to start with you. Tell me your dark horse for the waste management, don't forget hundred to one or worse on the odds to win. Dark horse, who you got there out in Scottsdale? I'm going with the Cooch, man. Give me Matt Coocher, just because it's fun to say. And I went with Taylor Gooch last week. Gooch last week, Cooch this week. I like it on name alone. I'm going to go with unbelievably after finishing top ten out in Tory, still at hundred to one. Henrik Norlander. Did I mention the Scandinavian type? This guy's Swedish. Swedish. Very Swedish. Very Swedish. Henrik Norlander, 100 to 1. He's my dark horse. I think he's going to make some noise this week. My cut maker, I'm going to go first on the cut maker. A guy, quite frankly, has burned me and burned me and burned me. I literally said the words, I will never pick Max Homa again. But I think he's playing well. You can't quit him. Lives in Scottsdale. What do we call that, Keith? That's a, that's a hometown boy. That's a hometown boy. 
It is a home game for Max Homa. 65 to 1 to and he's gonna make the cut. He's my cut maker. Max Homa, mark it down, making the cut, playing the weekend. I'm gonna go as my cut maker with Jason Day. Not not a not a hometown boy, right? To Australian here, but at 70 to 1, I love the value that you're getting there. Plus seven thousand. Obviously, he hasn't been playing as much as what he normally does. I think injuries have factored into that a little bit, but I love the value you're getting with Jason Day. And had it been a normal crowd with a lot of people there, I mean, he's one of those guys that gets fired up. So I think he gets involved in it. So I'll go Jason Day. What he's Day. been doing is growing a beard. Absolutely awesome beard right now. Handsome so devil. just on that alone. I think he a cut maker. He's going to make the cut. Top 10 or Keith, who you got for the top 10? Top 10 lock. Who you, who you like here? Well, again, it's all about value here. Give me Brooks Kepka at 50 to 1, plus 5,000 right now. Just just not, he's not playing as well as what we would normally uh, expect from our man. man Brooks Kepka, right? Coming off all the injuries last year. Uh, but I think he's going to start rounding into form, kind of start getting into that major tournament form. And I like him to make the top 10 this week. Plus 5,000 for Brooks Kepka. As do I, as do I. He actually will be in my DraftKings lineup nice. this week. Uh, deferring to you at the top 10, we'll let uh, you have Brooks. I'm going to go with a big, if not friend of the pod, fan of the pod, or should I say the pod is a fan of him, Willie Z. It, it goes both ways. Willie Zalatoris, I'm sure he's a dedicated listener. We've been riding hard for you, buddy. 40 to 1, going to make some noise. Top 10 seems to be where he's going to reside for most of his career, playing great. Give me Willie Z for my top 10 lock of the week. Keith, give me your winner, man. Who's going to win out in Phoenix? We've talked about this guy on the pod for a variety of reasons in the last few months, Jay Till, whether it be his keen fashion sense or whether it be his struggle with the putters. Give me my man, Matsuyama, Hideki Matsuyama at 25 to 1. I think he actually won this tournament in back to back years. You got to go back to, I think it was 17 and 18 or 16 and 17. So he's comfortable there at the TPC. Scottsdale has played well in the past. And again, like that value at 25 to 1 for my man, Matsuyama, and can't wait to see what he's wearing. That is bold, just like he is bold with the fashion choices because a man with the yips to pick him to win, you got to have some stones. I like where your head is at. I'm going to go as much as it pains me, and you're probably going to hear that again if I remember correctly. We're going to go down to Austin with my pick to win, but I'm actually gonna, just going to tease it because you're going to hear it again in the YSO Dirty Birdies pod. So I think we roll right into it where you're going to find not only who I would say is going to be the winner, but you'll learn what we're calling him these days in YSO land. Scotty Gersh, Chad Ford, take it away, boys. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to your still out Dirty Birdies. I'll be your host, Scott Gersh, and to my right is 2G himself, Chad Ford. If there's one thing Chad and I have in common outside of loving golf, is playing in fantasy sports leagues. Golf, baseball, basketball, football, you name it, we are in it. So we had an idea that we wanted to share with the world and compete against the listeners. Uh, So we're going to share our rosters on who we like each week and ask you to join our weekly league on your still out Dirty Birdies. And if you haven't played DraftKings yet but want to join the fun, Chad, how about you give them a quick lesson on DraftKings Golf. Absolutely, folks. If you're looking to join, we'd love to have you. It is a private league on DraftKings, and the reason for that is we wanted to name it the You're Still Out Dirty Dirty Birdies. And in a public DraftKings forum, you just can't do that. So we want to keep it private to our community, be able to interact in and uh, with the community each week on here. So 
Uh, we are going to post the link every week on Twitter and the Sports Pros webpage. Or if you have Keith, JT, Scott's, or my cell phone, you can always hit us up for the link. Click the link, set your roster, and you'll be able to enter the contest. What we're trying to do is draft six golfers with a $50,000 salary cap, and you get points based on pars, birdies, eagles, uh, drives in fairways, greens in regulation, things of that nature. So you're wanting to pick the best uh, six-man golf lineup you can. And get it out there each week. You need to do it like Scott did it last week. <laughs> so let's just call a spade a spade. What Scott did last week was absolutely legend material and what we're trying to do each week. He had six golfers. Out of his six golfers, the worst place he got was a tie for 32nd. And both both of his top two picks finished at a tie for second. So usually that is going to be the greatest lineup ever, but last <laughs> week Scott chose not to take his favorite golfer in the world, Patrick Reed, who did end up cheating and winning the <laughs> Farmers Insurance Open. Um, but un- unbelievable, Scott, what you got in store for us? I'm, I'm, I'm pumped about this week, man. No doubt, no doubt. You know, Chad, you know, I, I do regret take, not taking Reed, but uh, happy for him to get the win. Uh, it'll be interesting to see where he goes forward so uh but you know we're here for the people giving out our best rosters uh you know how you and i are going to set our rosters and let the listeners take advantage of how we set it if they want to join us with some of the guys or just create their own and uh you know if you beat us each week we'll give you a shout out but if we beat you guys uh you're probably not going to hear the end of it i.e scott won last week we haven't announced anybody's name on this yes small pod so uh with that let's just get right to it this week's tournament is a waste management in scottsdale arizona tpc scottsdale is known as the greatest show on grass and guess what chad we are gonna have some fans in attendance <laughs> this week about five thousand people a day throughout the course but as always, go check out the Father Pod where JT and Keith will dive in to even more about the waste management. Uh, with that said, Chad, you want to get this thing started? Who's your top guy this week? Outside of the fraternity president at any fraternity at Arizona State University, um, this week's <laughs> most likely to get laid, Webb Simpson. Wow. He is the defending champ. He cost $10,100, so out of my $50,000, for my six golfers, my number one pick is Webb Simpson. He has $10,100, and I'm going to make him fit in the rest of my lineup. But he's the defending champ. Everyone on here on, on the tour kind of knows this. Expect the big names to rise to the top of the leaderboard. Yeah, no doubt. Coming out hot with Webb. I'm going a little bit more expensive than you. I'm going Rory. Give me Rory for $10,600. First-time caller, long-time listener. I'm going with the fresh, never played in this tournament before, to be a one and done for him. He's winning the whole thing. Rory makes his mark on 2021 right here in Phoenix. He's usually on the European tour at this time. He yep. kind of splits time between the the smaller name tournaments on the European tour and, and the bigger ones here. Um, my number two, guy that's been playing out of his mind the past couple weeks and actually made a run last last week in the uh, Farmers Open Invitational was Sungjae Im. Uh, he is $9,400. He's been playing fantastic, like I said, the, the the past few weeks. And he played consistently last year. He finished up a tie for 34th. I think he's going to do a little bit better than that. I'm paying him for him because I expect a top 15 finish. Love it. I'm going Scotty Scheffler, 9100 I know, I know he missed the cut last week, but hear me out. One thing I will let you know, all in a little secret, 
is when I look at my rosters and I start setting my rosters, I love picking a guy that missed the cut from the previous week, especially when it's someone like Scotty who has the incredible talent. Love a good value pick here. Scotty's going to be on fire all weekend. Scotty's on fire. Is it, are we referring to you or are we referring to Both, baby. Mentioned Both. Scotty Scheffler. <laughs> all right. I honestly think this guy has been in – this is my third pick. He is $9,200. His name is Ryan Palmer. I think I've had it in all three weeks that we have done this. We picked him last week, and he did just what was asked of him. He played fantastic, phenomenally. I think he was my number two pick last week. But anyway, he ended up getting a tie for second. Um, jump on this guy's train. I think he's going to make a little bit of noise. Uh, I, I think it really is his time of year, and I think when you look at his 2021 season, we're going to look back and we're going to see a star in the making. I'm, I'm full of agreeance. The guy, that guy is, speaking of being on fire, that guy's on fire. So give me the, as my number three, give me the pink driver himself, Bubba Watson, 8,500 here. This is out on a limb pick for me. Uh, I'm not the biggest Bubba fan, but it's 8,500. It's kind of a lot. Uh, I'm a little worried, but gosh dang, does this guy play well here. Uh, t- you know, T3, T4, last two trips here. Um, excited to watch him play with the little pink driver. Yeah, and it's fun to watch some of these veterans on tour kind of figure out what golf courses they're good at. Like you said, Bubba Watson each year, you know, uh, you know, 2019 tie for third, 2020 a tie for fourth. And you, you sit there and go, are they trying to make all their money up on these tournaments? And so do they get up? They understand it. And they might focus on these tournaments a little bit more than what the uh, majors might be coming out. So they're, they're trying to go for that guaranteed money. So I like the pick in Bubba Watson. I'm kind of doing the same mind frame here. I'm going uh, number four. With my pick, I'm going Zach Johnson at $7,400. Um, and this is where the instincts do have to kick in a little bit because – if you look at my roster, I loaded up on the top half of the roster. Uh, and even though ZJ hasn't missed a cut all year, uh, these these type picks and with Scott on Bubba Watson, now me on Zach Johnson, I'm looking at the rest of our field too, you're going to get a little bit more in the weeds here. So you have to plan out your 50000 to spend across all six golfers in a way that once you get to the fourth, fifth, and sixth guy, all you're trying to do is make the cut and finish in the top Oh, I, I don't want to say 50%, but that's exactly what you want is the top 50%. So any finish uh, 60 or higher is going to get you points into this as long as they're playing through the weekend because that's how you accumulate points. Exactly right. Uh, my number four guy will be Sam Burns, 7,700. Uh, T18 last week for this LSU Tiger, and his driver just might carry him to a top 10 finish here this week. I'm thinking – so, Sam Burns, top 10 finish, lock it in. Go Tigers. <laughs> Love it. And, Scott, we inevitably arrive at a same pick. We, we've done this three times now. Every single tournament, we do it blind of each other. We always have one guy towards the end of the end of the draft that we sit there and we both target. And I don't know if it's we've watched too many of these damn tournaments over the COVID-induced 2020 year or if it's a fact of we just like these guys and their names. But Sebastian Munez, he made the cut last year, finished top 50, and that's all we're looking for him out of the top, the, the five slot here is just basically play par golf and get on down to the weekend. No doubt. Sebastian Munez, my number five pick as well, 7,100. 
It's time to get hot, Sebastian. <laughs> and finally, the number six pick for me. I'm going a little bit cagey veteran here. Like I said, with Zach Johnson and Bubba Watson, they find their tournaments you like. I like Stewart Sink in this point. I only had $6,800 left, so I fully went with Stewart Sink. I thought he's one guy that could actually get hot here. He's seven and nines on cuts this year, and it's a packed front-loaded schedule for him to take summers off. And because of that, I like Stewart here, make some money, hopefully make a run, and let's finish out with Scotty. Yeah, my last and final pick, number six, Charlie Hoffman, 7000 He's played here 14 straight times. Uh, this is my little gamble, though, because he's withdrawn here the last two events. Uh, scared me a little bit to take him, but let's do this, Charlie. No better time than now. Well, guys, we will always have somebody on uh, from the Father Pod. You're still out giving their fairway finder of the week. Today we have JT. JT, hit us with your fairway finder of the weekend. All right, guys, thanks for having me back after last week's pitiful performance. Got to say, you know, Matty Wolf with the injury, unforeseen. I won't get on my soapbox about how golf needs to have some sort of injury report. Nonetheless, WD for Matty, not my best effort to foresee that, perhaps. We're going a different shade of orange this week. My man, Scotty Scheffler. Now, I know what a lot of you might be thinking blew up with a 79 on Friday to miss the cut. Here's the thing. Biblical conditions at Torrey South. He got the rough end of the draw having to play the South on Friday coming off a sizzling 65 on Thursday on the North Course, which is much more akin to TPC Scottsdale. Give me Scotty Scheffler as my fairway finder of the week. Burn orange as much as I hate to do it. Definitely going to get us into a top five. It's time for him to break through. I see him contending for the win this week. Scotty Scheffler, Fairway Finder of the Week. As always, guys, get out there in this beautiful weather and enjoy the walk. Well, there it is. Again, the Fairway Finder is the number one guy JT thinks you got to have on your roster for the weekend. And all, as always, check out JT and Keith over at the Father Pod. You're still out for more in-depth content about the course and what's going on in the golf world. Guys, the waste management, they're saying this is the greatest field that they've ever had with top to bottom of the players. Go listen to Keith and JT for more. Two of the best golf sickos out there. Well, with that, we'll see you next week. For Chad, I'm Scott. Good luck and shoot them straight. All right, well, that was Scotty and Chad kind of helping us through the uh, uh, the daily fantasy sports side of it, the YSO Dirty Birds there. So love those guys, love what they're doing. And, again, you'll be able to listen to them as kind of a standalone pod kind of moving forward uh, in the future over the weeks to come as well. But, but JT, you just want to reiterate some of the rules associated with the, uh, the game, right? Yeah, and Chad alluded to it there uh, during their pod, but it's very salary cap-based. So you have $50,000, quote-unquote, to spend on your roster. And obviously the top-rated golfers in the field uh, cost you more than the lower-rated golfers in the field. So you really have to think strategically strategically. about who is going to play well there at the bottom half. And some folks uh, surprise you, uh, like Brooks Kepka did last week when he misses the cut Spent a lot of money on him to play well. No <laughs> bitterness here whatsoever. But as you heard, Scotty Scheffler is my winner for the week. My fairway finder. Get him in your lineup if you're going to play with us. Uh, obviously, each and every week, that will be a standalone pod. We really felt like for this first week that they had that out live. We wanted to tack it on 
uh, to our pod. So you get a little bit of taste, maybe get excited, and then search You're Still Out Dirty Birdies wherever you get your podcast to subscribe and listen to that one every week as well. Yeah, and great guys to follow and great advice too because this is this is what Chad and Scooter do. I mean, they're good at this. So yes. they, they've, so they've done well. If you do nothing else, copy what they do and <laughs> Don't you listen will to me. be very, very good, very good shape. Well, well, JT, I think that just about does it for this week, bud. So we're up over the hour mark here. So obviously special thanks to Scooter and Chad uh, for being a part of this episode. But for our listeners out there, now you're out here taking on, you know, going out to Boiling Springs and you played this afternoon, right? Got nine holes in. I know you're taking some pictures. I know you're throwing some tweets out there about your golf experiences, about all the fun stuff that's going on in the golf world. But how can our, our, our listeners get at you and how can they follow you on Twitter? Yeah, at Jonathan Teal, all one word, on Twitter. Jonathan W. Teal on Instagram. Again, one of my 2021 resolutions, if you will, was to really get the Instagram going again with some... Get some great pics from this weekend. Quality golf photography. A lot of the times I'll steal it from other people, but again, I'm sharing it with the world. That's all that matters. Uh, This past weekend, got one up from the trip to Boiling Springs, our man Jared Gallagher of the uh, Red Dirt Golf Collective took a lot of great photos. I threw one of those up on my own Instagram. Obviously, it was a fun weekend of Twitter with uh, Mr. Reed doing his thing. Looking forward to having Patrick back out on the links again. Until then, at Jonathan Teal for everything else that's going on. And don't forget, The sports pros. How can they find us out there on the interwebs uh, for the overall? Absolutely, bud. So fantasysportspros.com or again on Twitter at sports underscore pros. Remember, that's pros with an E, -E. P-R-O-S-E. And don't forget about, again, the scorecard giveaway contest at Chalk, right? So go play golf. Drop off your scorecard, write You're Still Out or the YSO pod on there. We're going to throw you uh, into the kitty for a drawing on March 31st uh, for a table for four for Master Sunday at Chalk. It's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, we're recording this on a Tuesday. Tomorrow it's supposed to be 60, high 60s. Yeah. Relatively doable wins. We expect people 15 take to 20 is doable in Oklahoma. In the afternoon, get you some golf in, then go to Chalk. Get yourself a burger or sandwich for half off with that scorecard. Enter the contest. We want to see you do well on the course and do even better on the 19th hole. Absolutely, my friend. Well, as always, brother, I appreciate you being in studio with me, riding shotgun for this uh, latest episode of YSO Pod. And again, remember, check us out over uh, on the web at fantasysportspros.com or on Twitter at sports underscore pros. Take care, everyone. We'll talk to you next week. And get out there and enjoy the walk, people. (laughs) 